Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we, we discuss uh, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host Jimmy Youthy. Is that one me? Am I Jimmy? I think so. I don't know. I don't okay. know for a fact. Well, Jim, if, we'll if you're that. Jimmy, can you can you go back and edit out where I stumbled in that intro? <laughs> You know the funny the funny part <laughs> the funny part is that Skype also glitched at that same time. So I didn't know how badly you messed up, but you just Oh, I did. went so I like I'm I stumbled to, and then ex- went back. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that in the edit. Oh, nice. Uh we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Moonlight Kingdom. Or Moonrise, not Moonlight. <laughs> I wrote down Moon Moonlight. It's a Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> Wow, we're doing good so far. Moonrise, dark fate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alden, let's uh, let's do whatever you said. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do Tom's. Well, you got that part right. You did that. <laughs> good job. All right, I'm going to try to do this on the first take. Let's see. Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Holden, you just got to let it roll off, Thank though, man. goodness. You just got to let it come from the heart. Ah. Uh. Yeah, but then I make more editing for you later, but you won't really. So. <laughs> yeah, so you just throw it out there. Just say things that just aren't true. Yep. Well, that's actually a good uh, a good segue to our first bit, because last week, I think, I'm not sure if it was exactly false or with the info we had at the time, but within a few hours of us recording, the info definitely changed. Um, so we had last week's, I had said that Antebellum had been delayed indefinitely. And that was, as far as I knew, the truth. Uh, but actually, Antebellum is being released on VOD on September 18th, Jimmy. So we are getting it very soon, but just not in a theater setting. Any, de- like, 20 bucks standard fare? What's going on here? I I didn't see. I I don't think they had a price. I would guess twenty mm-hmm. bucks. I mean, based on prior stuff. Yeah. Well, Disney. <laughs> Except for Disney, we'll get to that. I have some more news about that. Um, I guess that's a broka because I want to see a mo- a new movie. Please. Yeah, just anything. <laughs> it can please. be bad. I don't care. <laughs> no, please be good. We've had a, plenty of bad movies come out. The Five Bloods was good. Yeah. And Palm Hamilton Springs was good. good. We haven't so. seen very many of the bad movies that have come out. We saw Scoob. <laughs> that was yeah, about Scoob it. Was, Scoob was bad. Zorks. Yeah. All right, Alden, what's next? <laughs> um, Keep wait, it we moving. We both give it a brokaw. Um, oh, and I, I was going to mention there are no delays this week, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Bill yeah, and Ted. Holden, we're, we're even getting this podcast out on time. I know. <laughs> 
this is we're doing we're doing it within five days of the last one that's pretty impressive yeah Yeah. um bill and ted uh last week i don't know if it was last week we had said that it was coming to vod but it still is but it's actually moving up a little bit in its release it's now going to be releasing on august 28th so jimmy that means you have less time to watch the first two movies oh my gosh August when am 28th. I going to watch those? I start my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got, it's August 9th right now, so you got uh, 19 days. Well, just under three weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, August 28th. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm excited for this. Cool that they're moving it up, I guess. Means the sooner I get a new movie. That's also the, supposed to be the same day that New Mutants releases in theaters. <laughs> I yes. just realized that. Can't wait. Uh, Broca, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I'll give it a Broca. Um, so an update on that thing you were hinting at earlier: Mulan being thirty dollars. So, uh, a Disney representative came out this week and said that the thirty dollar price tag will actually allow you to keep it forever. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's still expensive, but can at I, least can I have one that I don't need to keep forever? That's cheaper. <laughs> You wish, Jimmy. You Something wish. tells me that I'm not going to rewatch Mulan. On you my, cut out like, there, Jimmy. What'd you say? I said something tells me, Holden, that I'm not going to rewatch Mulan <laughs> as like my own. <laughs> Maybe choice. it'll be fantastic. I I was seeing when I was uh when I looked up this information that like this has like a two hundred million dollar budget. It's insane. Well, Maybe it's going to be just fantastic. Justice League got like a three hundred million dollar budget, and that yeah, was fantastic. So Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> four has the biggest budget of any single movie That's ever, right. and it's like <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> oh, what a um, great time. yeah. So this thirty dollar price point, it'll allow you to keep it forever, but uh, it is only kept within your Disney Plus subscription. So I am guessing if you unsubscribe Disney Plus, you just don't have it anymore. <laughs> This is a Bombadil, Holden. Yeah. I'm going to give it a Bergeron because it's slightly better than it was last week. I feel like it's it's even worse. Is it? It's not, but it just makes me feel worse (laughs) about it because I don't want to have it forever. Yeah. It's like like a cop-out. It just makes me angrier that they're coming out with this news. So even though it's technically, I guess, better for me, I'm not going to watch it anyway. So it's just taking up a little download button that's okay jimmy <laughs> when we computer. uh jimmy when we uh split the cost we can put it on my account <laughs> i'll keep it <laughs> okay um yeah anyway we, so yeah we got to find about five other people to do that too <laughs> yeah we will well i'll put it on my account um next bit of news uh john wick news john wick 5 was confirmed uh, this week we got four on the way but now we got five as well apparently um so this is gonna be one of those situations where like four w- films and then they're gonna be doing five immediately after like production's gonna happen back to back um so that makes me think this will be kind of like a two-part movie situation i mean they're all all of the john wick movies happen within like hours of each other so it's not like they're pretty close anyway um, the release date hasn't been announced for it, but I would assume if they're doing, if they're filming them back to back, it would be like consecutive years. So 
Uh, John Wick 4 is supposed to come out in 2022 now, so I would guess 2023, but I don't have anything to back that up. What do you think, Jimmy? I feel like this is just exposing how James Bond is in need of a reboot because they make like <laughs> one of those every few years and they're fine to good to bad. Yeah. Spectre is pretty bad. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, they're just cranking out fantastic Mission Impossible and John Wick movies. Like, what's yeah. going on, James Bond? You should figure this out. So yeah. that's that's just what it made me think of. Personally, um, I mean, I like John Wick. Going into the third one, definitely just thought that was going to be the end, even though I guess they never said it was. Uh, yeah, I but, um, I had assumed it too. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. I I think, in my opinion, I or I guess I've just enjoyed the John Wick movies more as they've gone along. I know that's like a minority opinion, but so I guess if they keep trending in that direction. Sure, four and five will be even better. Yeah, heard it here first. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for more John Wick ever since I, uh, I watched the first one many moons ago and up until now. Yeah, I'll give it a broke broke off for me, Holden. Um, we got a lot of Star Trek news this week. We never have Star Trek news, but for some reason we got a bunch this week. I really don't know why. Um, so previously, um, Noah Hawley, uh, was signed on to be making a Star Trek film. Uh, he's the creator of Fargo and Legion, the TV shows for FX, both supposed to be very... Well, Fargo is very good. Legion is as well. Um, but apparently they've halted it right now. Uh, they're trying to regroup to figure out what to do with it, which, I mean, makes sense because they've been announcing tons of Star Trek movies and no one knows what's happening. Is this seems. connected to Simon Pegg and Chris Pine and Zachary well, Quinto or not? I was seeing conflicting things as to if the cast is returning, so I'm going to say it's unclear. <laughs> Which would be too bad, because they're a great cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, rumor has it that the original idea may have involved like a deadly virus, which doesn't look too appealing right now. <laughs> no. Whoops. So they're probably trying to back up and uh, rework that a little bit, but... As far as I know, it wasn't very far into production at all. Uh, Noah Hawley is still signed on. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? Um, I mean, I like the rebooted Star Trek movies. I didn't love Beyond as much as a lot of other people did. I thought it was solid. I thought mm. it was bad in certain places and really good <laughs> in others. But um, wow. I Solid I, analysis. Yeah, <laughs> analysis. <laughs> Um, my favorite was Into Darkness, which I know some people just hate. That's um, my favorite too. And I think I like the uh, the 2009 reboot as well. So I mean, I'd love to see the cast return, but I mean, I I like Star Trek as an IP, so I'd like to just see anything. I guess that's not a show on CBS, CBS All, All, Access. All Access. <laughs> <laughs> that God. sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give it maybe I'll, I'll look at it as, as from the perspective of their regrouping to figure it out. I'll give it a Broca. Take your time to make a good movie. Broca. Uh, this is also Star Trek news. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's film is officially not happening, Jimmy. Officially. I mean, we kind of, yeah, we're, we're not very surprised. It was already a lot. It seemed like a long shot when it was announced. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Taran, uh, Quentin Tarantino was supposedly writing and possibly directing 
a uh, a new Star Trek movie. Um, and I I was surprised when I was reading about this, and I verified it on a couple different sites. But I, he was at the very like last point where he was attached. He was actually like directing a script that was like co-written by the Revenant screenwriter uh, Mark L. Smith. Uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and he fights a bear. Um, <laughs> uh, but th- so I was, and I was very interested to see if they if they would have anything about what the movie was supposed to be about, and they actually do. So Quentin Tarantino's movie was going to be based on an original series episode called "A Piece of the Action," and. <laughs> This sounds very Tarantino-y, but a piece of the action was about uh, the crew of the Enterprise and then they land on a planet that is based entirely on, like, 1930s gangster era stuff. I've seen this. I have to have seen this. You've seen this episode? I think so. Okay. Yeah. um, And from what I understand, the script might... Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen this. Okay. The script apparently is still, like... uh, What company... Is it that owns Star Trek? Paramount. Paramount. It apparently might still be in the uh, used at Paramount, but just not with Quentin Tarantino. So yeah. I mean, I'm gonna give it a bombadil for me personally, just because I would have loved to see a Tarantino Star Trek movie, even though I knew it deep down it wasn't gonna happen. Me too, Holden. Bombadil for me. Um got some pinocchio news jimmy for you all you pinocchio fans out there i feel like i give more pinocchio news than most podcasts um <laughs> we, but ca- to- we cater to the pinocchio fan base yeah we sh- we certainly do um, we get a lot of listeners from that <laughs> <laughs> um so uh this is about disney's uh pinocchio film as opposed to um uh, guillermo del toro's which is coming out next year that's um, but right apparently- there's two of them yep uh, but apparently Tom <laughs> Hanks is uh, looking at playing Geppetto, the old man who makes Pinocchio. <laughs> gelato? <laughs> yeah, gelato. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, gelato. Uh, apparently Tom Hanks I- expressed interest in playing him uh, after reading the script, which was co-written by Robert Zemeckis. And I had forgotten that Zemeckis is also attached to direct the movie. Well, Pinocchio um, is attached to strings. Yep. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, he's the one pulling the strings behind the scenes. Am I right? <laughs> uh, Sorry, yeah. these jokes are pretty bad. I they didn't get are. the full Stop. week to write all my material this week. Yeah, we're two days short. The Pinocchio fandom is upset, Jimmy. <laughs> you can hear them just angrily typing at their keyboards. Yeah. Um, well, as someone who hasn't seen Pinocchio since I was like four, uh, whatever tom hanks is good it'll be a good geppetto yeah tom hanks is good in everything apparently even that war movie that came out that was okay i'll give that one a tom hanks (laughs) (laughs) me too tom hanks (laughs) uh this one uh very very interesting for you jimmy you know the tv show the classic tv uh, series knight rider yep it's about David Hasselhoff and he's got a talking car or something. Yep. I don't really know. I've never seen it. Um, but apparently Spyglass Media Group is teaming up with James Wan, of all people, to oh. create a film adaptation of Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I mean, he did Aquaman, so he's, he's done like the kind of action hero stuff. So 
Yeah. We'll I don't see. know enough I, about Knight Rider. I, I apologize. We also bring in the Knight Rider fandom, I know, as well, which I don't really know why. But uh, I apologize to the Knight Rider fandom. Uh, I don't know a ton about it. I just know it's David Hasselhoff and his car is named Kit, I think. Yeah. Scott Sutter's not a big Knight Rider guy. Uh, not as far as I know. Maybe it's his secret obsession. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. Broca, <laughs> I, I, I mostly brought not? it up because of James Wan. You giving it a Brokaw? Yeah, why not? It's basically okay. sounds kind of like a guy with David Hasselhoff at the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Wears a leather jacket, looking real good. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so next up, I this actually was for more last week. Uh, Emmy nominations came out. Um, it was a big thing. I'm not going to go through all of them because that's a lot. And also, we don't care about the Emmys as much as we care about the Oscars. But I do want to at least read through the, uh, you know, the series nominations. Um, let me pull it up. Where is it? There it is. Um, so for Outstanding Drama Series, Jimmy, here we go. We've got mm. Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, uh, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, uh, Ozark, Stranger Things and Succession. What do you think of those? Wait, series, wasn't Watchmen Jimmy? on there? Uh, so yeah, Watchmen is like limited series, oh. which is a different category. Yeah, Watchmen was uh, that was like the big news on this. Watchmen swept, or it didn't sweep, but swept nominations. I guess it got nominated more than any other show. Yeah. Um. Well, huge Better Call Saul fan. Last season being the best season so far. So. Yeah. I hope I mean I hope it gets due recognition. I know that uh Rhea Seahorn got uh um screwed over not getting nominated for best outstanding actress or outstanding actress in a drama series or whatever. I don't even I don't know, know if uh Bob Odenkirk did. Uh let me see. I know they got s- snubbed um in a few categories, but so I'm guessing it they're not going to win outstanding drama or whatever. Oh yeah, he was snubbed lead actor, which is um, ridiculous cuz the the acting in that show is amazing, but maybe they're just like breaking bad fatigue. That could be. I guess. Um I mean, my opinion on these, the only ones I've seen are uh, Mandalorian, Stranger Things, and I watched most of the last season of Handmaid's Tale, but I don't think I finished it. Um yeah, I don't know. It seems weird the Mandalorian's on here. Uh, it's good. It's good, but I mean, I don't... It's not I, like... I don't think it's on the level of most of these. To it's me. Good I mean, for, from what it's I like, understand. It's like escapist entertainment, though. Whereas a lot yeah, of... I guess. The, when I think of like drama TV, I don't think Mandalorian. I think that's kind of the disconnect. I suppose. I also yeah. don't think Stranger Things... I don't know. I would put I like Strangers Str- Things season three in the Mandalorian in a similar category. I guess I like Stranger Things season three more, but uh, yeah. Uh, then for outstanding comedy series, we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is not funny. Uh, Dead to Me, <laughs> The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Shit's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. I've seen one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, that's a lie. I've seen two episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. 
And I agree. I don't I don't think it's it's funny. literally it's the same thing every single episode. And it's just like once you see Larry David stick once, you've seen it like the whole time. And it, I mean, I've only seen the first two seasons. So any Curb Your Enthusiasm fandoms out there, like you could come to me and be like, oh, it gets really good in the third season. But I made it two seasons in and it was just the same thing. <laughs> And I'm I'm a Seinfeld fan too. Like I love yeah. Seinfeld, so just didn't didn't click for me, Larry yeah. David. I'm sorry. Um, I like The Good Place. I haven't finished the last season, um, and I need to catch up on what we do in the shadows. And I really want to watch Shit's Creek because everyone says that's very funny too. Uh, but I just, I haven't seen most of these. Did that just end too? Yeah, Shit's Creek is done. I think six hmm. seasons maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any opinions on any of these these comedy series? No. Okay. Uh, and I'll talk. I'll I'll just briefly mention limited series since we mentioned Watchmen. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Hulu. Uh, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. I watched Un- Unbelievable and Watchmen, and they're both really good. But I, Watchmen was my favorite show of last year. So, what's Unbelievable? That's like the one, um, it's a girl who was like sexually assaulted. It's a Netflix series based on, it's based on a true story. She was like sexually assaulted and like, she's basically, I wouldn't say tricked cause it wasn't like on purpose, um, on, on, at least it's present, not presented that way by the police force, but she's kind of tricked into not into believing that it never happened or something like that. Um, oh, and basically like repressing it. It's very good. It's a mini series on Netflix. Obviously it's a limited series. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just watched it because I, when it came out, it got a little bit of buzz and it was, yeah. So, uh, that's pretty much it for Emmy nominations. That's all the time we need to spend on that. Um, I'll give them collectively a Bergeron. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of them. Uh, and then the last one, the last bit of news, Jimmy, and this is the one you've been waiting for, is um, new Rocksteady game has been confirmed ahead yeah. of the DC event. Uh, we had said it before. I think it was uh, when I said it, it was mostly a strong rumor, but it turned out to be true um, that it's a Suicide Squad game that they're making. Uh, not Pretty much nothing about it is known aside from what the like logo poster thing they had they showed off uh, they're gonna um, be there there are like registered domains for suicide squad the suicide squad kills the justice league yeah we had talked about that before yeah um but yeah but we're gonna be learning more at the dc event coming up in the next couple weeks dc fandom um, fandom we'll, yeah fandom maybe we'll see wb montreal's game there too <laughs> yeah we will i mean the the uh whatchamacallit the whatever head director person at w Mon- wb montreal is going to be there yeah um at the dc event so that'll happen also other things are going along with that um i know matt reeves is going to be there really um i think zach snyder's yeah zach snyder's going to be there is james gunn going to be there i think james yeah james gunn was going to be there was robert pattinson going to be there can't remember I know a lot of people are going to be there and that they're going to try to literally throw every anything and everything out at this event. Like 
Nice. They're going to try to pack it into one thing. So it should be pretty awesome. I'm excited for it. Holden, what do you think of the Rock City's game being a suicide suicide squad game? And especially if they're targeting the Justice League. Yeah, I think, I mean, when we mentioned it before, I think it sounds like a really interesting concept. And I think it it stays kind of in line with what they had made before, but it's also different enough that it'll, it, I think it should be unique and it might stand on its own. Um, hopefully it will stand on its own. Um, but I mean, I think, yeah, I, I have full faith in them making this kind of game. If we're fighting the justice league, I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be for some good boss battles. They'd have to figure out some sort of way to have the justice league be the bad guys, I guess, unless you're just fighting from a villainous perspective. Yeah. Which is not really a, I don't know. Yeah, you could all all the minor enemies you fight could just be cops or something. I don't know. <laughs> Military. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm I'm assuming it'd be like some sort of. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what this game is. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of under the impression of like, why did they not just wait to reveal this at the event? Yeah, like they I mean, literally close w- enough. they waited five years to say anything about what they were working on, and they <laughs> couldn't have waited two more weeks to just like give the re- the reveal in the trailer. I can like, just how much like, better would that have been? <laughs> I can just that imagine like so much marketing team. They're like holding themselves back on like just one of them slipped through the cracks and let out this little bit of information. So. And then I, I, I guess it's, I'm curious, are we going to see WB Montreal's game, like a poster for that before the event mm-hmm. too? Like, why would you announce one and not the other one before or tease it, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They have, they don't have the best marketing. I'll tell you that no. I, <laughs> from experience of following them for the last five years, they do not have the best marketing, but overall, I am pretty uh, broke. I'm excited for it. Holden. Yeah, it's got me actually excited for DC Fandome. Because, like, when they first announced this, I, like, rolled my eyes. But if we're going to be seeing this and, like, the Batman stuff, or, or at least announcements and the Suicide Squad stuff, I mean, I'm interested. And I guess there's rumors for, like, other games as well. So, yeah. We shall um, see. Yeah. Uh, did you see <laughs> there's a thing that a bunch of news sites ran with this and I don't know I mean just because it was funny I guess but um, Robert Pattinson said in an interview that he like he lied to Christopher Nolan while filming Tenet so then he could go screen test as Batman <laughs> no he like just... it was like a day of like production on Tenet or something and then he like called in and told Christopher Nolan he's like oh I've got a family emergency I can't make it today and Christopher Nolan knew the Batman screen test was that day and so he's just like you're going to the Batman screen test aren't you (laughs) 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 it was just kind of funny Christopher Nolan would know that yeah he would and it would be exactly he and he'd want him to go there because that's what it was all part of his plan Yep. For, I don't know. <laughs> he's planning something. We don't know what it is yet. He's scheming. We all know it. Christopher Nolan. Classic. He's got something up his sleeve. Uh, that's it for Tom's for me, though. Holden, I want to just say Thomas, two thumbs up, bro cop for Hitman coming to PSVR. Sure. <laughs> for which, for some, what, what makes you, you said when I was like, Hitman VR, Holden, this is a dream come true. 
the whole reboot trilogy all in VR on paper it sounds amazing I hope I hope that it uh, the gameplay transfers over and it's just as good but you said hitman makes you anxious or something gives you anxiety it it, it just makes me a little anxious it's the same way that like it's why i can't like play metal gear solid even though i've tried um just i think giving me all of that all of the options on how to like pursue those assassinations and stuff it just stresses me out because i'm always like i'm trying to be the most efficient as possible like even if you're meant to have fun with it and like be creative i always think of it as trying to be efficient it just stresses me out well there's different like there's different like difficulties of it though where you can like i like to do it where you just dropped in and you have very little like hints about what to do and then there's some where it's literally like you can do this and this and this and that and then like stuff in between so i don't know just when i when they I are fantastic holden i mean i i they're good i'm sure i just don't like them <laughs> they're even gonna be better in vr hopefully okay. all right that's all for toms this week holden <laughs> let's go on to a random segment what you ready for a random segment this week holden I am. Uh, you keep going. I I will be talking while I'm doing a Pokemon Go raid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I can see where Holden's priorities are at. Yeah. No, I I think you should explain what's going on with your Pokemon Go raid. Okay. I'm, well, here I'll, go. I'll, so, I'm here to listen. So I'm currently alongside uh, six other people. I'm using a remote raid pass. Uh, which for those of you who don't know what that means, um, that basically means that I'm able to do it from a long ways away. My friend just invited me and he's over like in way South Lincoln. Uh, and I am not. So I'm doing it here. And I am about to catch a Deoxys. If you know what a Deoxys is. And just in case you're listening to this this uh, episode in like 2025 or something, Pokemon Go quit being a thing about four years ago. So, uh, no, it's still a thing. <laughs> Whatever, old. I uh, I'll talk about it more um later when we get to um, uh, what what are you doing? But I spent a good part of yesterday, probably four or five hours, out at a park catching Pokemon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how Holden <laughs> Sutter spends his life. Yeah, catching Pokemon. Was, there was a Poke. It was there was a Pokemon Go event going on. What am I gonna do? Not go and do it? It's true. <laughs> do you like to battle people? Do you battle people now in Pokemon Go? Yeah, you can. I'm. I don't do it as much. I'm mostly just about catching them. You know, trying to taking catch them, them out of their natural habitat. Yep. <laughs> all right. Anyway, Holden. I'm going to do what I came here to do, which yeah. is talk about some of those underrated inventions that I take for granted in my everyday life. Things that are like, you know, obvious things like the internet, computers, smartphones, you know, wheels, planes. So- those are obvious inventions that uh, that clearly made a huge impact and like society couldn't wouldn't function the same way without them today. But these are things I came up with that 
I could survive without them very easily, but I'd be mildly inconvenienced. And now that I have them, I just can't go back, Colvin. So just so can't what, go back. So what spawned you to, to want to do this discussion? Well, Holden, I'm going to just start off my list with number one. And my life is a timeline. You know how there's BC, AD, you know, BCE, CE. That's how they kind of split up yeah, timelines. Yeah. Uh, my life is BET, AET for before electronic toothbrush, after electronic toothbrush. Hold it. I don't know if you're an electronic toothbrush guy, but they oh my God. change your life. You Use sound electronic so pretentious. Tur- How do you sound pretentious talking about an electronic toothbrush? <laughs> do you use one? Yeah. Yeah. I They're mean, so much good, better. But but I can I go don't back. Mind normal go ones. back. Go back. I do. I do occasionally. I do. N- I no. I don't mind it. <laughs> They're so much better. They're so much better. That's uh, I just think that it's amazing, <laughs> Holden. And I just can't go back. I'm sorry. Why? I love just the way it vibrates your teeth. Yeah, it's just the cleanliness, and I think they just work better. Okay. I'm I'm close to being a dentist, <laughs> and by yeah. close, I mean I got oh! an education degree. Whoa! You just heard it here on the podcast, guys. I got a uh, a shiny Pokemon. Um, and if you don't know what a shiny Pokemon is, that means it's a discolored Pokemon, but it's very very rare. What kind of Pokemon? Uh, it's the Deoxys I was trying to catch. Great. <laughs> anyway, number two, Holden. Rear view camera in my car. I don't actually... Old- okay, I have one in my Prius, and I don't actually use it that much. Really? Because, like, yeah. my old car didn't have one. My new car does. And now I feel just like cars have increasingly... The, the rear, like, window has shrunk in cars so it's like hard to see out of cars if you're even if you're like turned around and looking out it's like backing up out of places parallel parking so much easier now i just i see the people in the rearview camera and i can just floor it and run them over no questions <laughs> asked it's, it just makes it super easy now you don't have to like guess when they're gonna be right <laughs> behind your car you know the depth perception you know um now i know what i'm running over instead of being surprised uh <laughs> Night mode on phones, Holden. This is a like a somewhat recent development. This is also something that I don't use. <laughs> what? <laughs> you also don't sleep, so that's true. There's no sleep cycle to be disrupted for you. <laughs> um, but how it just kicks in, keeps your melatonin levels or whatever normal. I I can watch things at night and not worry about. Not getting enough REM sleep, Holden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And finally, I don't know how this works. And I think this is something we all take way <laughs> for granted. Everybody. Bluetooth. Think about it. Passing information to anything like always requires internet. Like if you want to use a Chromecast or something, internet. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. Transferring <laughs> inform- information. How how does Bluetooth work without accessing the internet? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. We, we take it for granted that we don't have to pay a monthly fee to use wireless headphones or Bluetooth speakers, stuff like that. It just connects to your car. 
but the it's gods not of internet. Electronics have blessed it's us. not internet. I don't get how it works. How does it transfer that that data without connecting? Jimmy, you're like the tech web. guy on this podcast. You're supposed to know these things. I know, but I'm just saying. What, where's the line? What what's the line of <laughs> data that can be spread where internet comes in? That's what I want to know. I don't know, Jimmy. Answer me, Holden. I don't have your answer. All right, those were mine. I just wanted to be appreciative and grateful for those okay. little things in life. You got to appreciate the little things, Holden. Like the, I have a couple, like th- the shiny Pokemon. Yeah, like the shiny Pokemon. That's a good good way to go about it. Well, so I appreciate Pokemon Go. Yeah, I take it for granted every day. (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else, Holden? No, I do. Uh, Rice cookers, Mm. bro. I don't even know how to cook rice without a rice cooker. Like, (laughs) did people like? I just rice. I just cooked rice on the stove the other day. But it was. uh, Did people cook rice before rice cookers? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well. No, I uh, I I love getting some nice brown rice and putting it in the, the rice cooker. More so, uh, having my parents do it when I'm at home. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> well they always Dude, cook not rice. anymore. You can just get like the instant mixes that you put in the microwave for like I ten minutes. I don't like ins- I've had instant rice, and I think it's, I've gotten spoiled just by having like normal other rice my whole life. I just think it's better. All right. huh. um, okay. But yeah, rice cooker, that's the main one. I eat okay. too much rice. Um, what else? Uh, blankets. Blankets. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. You know, are you so I'm one of those people I get hot at night, but I sure. st- like I can't sleep without a blanket on. There's something I, about I'm the, the comfort level. Like even if it's hot, I have still need the blanket. Here's what I do. I if I'm really hot, I strip down to strip down to bare minimum clothing. I roll into my oh, bed. I see a hole and I start that way. <laughs> <laughs> I I have bare minimum clothing and then I just I put a comforter on me and turn my fan really high. I love having a comforter on me all the time even if it's summer. Me too. Yeah. yeah it's so nice. You. Yeah, and then you just crank the fan up. You're right. Yeah, exactly. That's how you do it. Nothing we're in agreement there. <laughs> Is that the end of your list? We done here? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. All right, Holden. Let's review Moonrise Kingdom, the name of the movie. Moonrise Moonlight Kingdom. Kingdom. All right, Holden. Moonrise Kingdom, Wes Anderson film. Uh, yeah, from 2012. 2012. Yeah, it's right, uh, right about when Bruce Willis quit trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a movie about uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Rather, is a movie about uh, uh, there's there's some yeah, got, scouts. There's yeah, people got, on an island. I got the synopsis. No, right let here. me. I I want to try to recap it. Remember when we used to use the synopsis and it worked out well? And then when we recap it, it's just us mumbling for three minutes about the plot. <laughs> Fine. Just read it. All right, Olden. The year is 1965 and the residents of New Penzance. Is it Penzance? Penzance? 
New Penzance. New Penzance, I think. New Penzance, an island off the coast of New England, inhabit a community that seems untouched by some of the bad things going on in the rest of the world. 12-year-old Sam and Susie have fallen in love and decided to run away. But a violent storm is approaching the island, forcing a group of quirky adults to mobilize a search party and find the youths before calamity strikes. Boom. Wow. There you go. Hold on. I was on my phone, so I didn't here. hear that, so I don't actually know what this movie is about. Okay. Well, <laughs> hopefully you watched it. I'll try. Anyway, hold on. Wes Anderson Films. First one I've seen, this one. Somehow yeah. I haven't seen hadn't seen any beforehand. I obviously knew a lot about Wes Anderson and his style, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, this is the I, first one I've seen. What were what are your thoughts? Uh so I I've seen most Wes Anderson movies. I think the only ones I haven't seen are Bottle Rocket, which is his first one, um, the the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and uh, the Darjeeling Limited. I think those are the only ones I haven't seen. Um, and I plan on watching them at some point, but yeah, I, I quite like Wes Anderson, uh, and pretty much every movie I've seen of his, I like, uh, to varying degrees, although this one is one of my favorites, I think. Yeah, it still is. Um, I don't, I probably don't adore it quite as much upon rewatch, but I don't, I don't think I have like any clear reasons why maybe there's just a lot of magic the first time i watched it to me and this might have been the first wes anderson movie i saw or one of the first so for me it might have just been a lot of the effect of his his style and not being familiar with it and stuff um but i i quite love this movie still yeah so very similar for me i think in a vacuum had i not known about wes anderson and his style, I think I would have liked this movie a lot more. I don't really have any complaints about it, but it mm-hmm. didn't resonate with me in, in the way I thought it would. And just thinking about it, the only real reason I could come up with is that Jojo Rabbit feels like a similar movie, and I like Jojo Rabbit better in, I think, every single regard. Maybe oh. besides acting was equal caliber in this movie okay i like this more than jojo rabbit but interesting that's okay i just thought i don't know i maybe just i didn't like sam the boy all that much really so i really like Susie, and i i just didn't love sam as a character um so i didn't their connection i mean i felt their connection but i wasn't as for them like i guess i just it the magic didn't happen for me i guess Uh the style kind of felt like it felt appropriate but it also felt like a gimmick at times and it didn't wasn't super distracting at all i think it it fit the story Mm -hmm. it was very a very well done movie the acting is excellent i just think that there are some side character arcs that could have been fleshed out more particularly in the adults i think i would have liked to see more of that um and yeah that aspect is probably my biggest problem and we can talk about that more in spoilers um i mean i i love sam as a character i mean i i love just like very i 
I don't know. For me, the connection between them worked really, really well. And honestly, it was like the main thing I remembered upon my first watch of the movie. And I think it held up pretty well on rewatch. Um, but I just, I love the, the, the young love they have because it's, it's so innocent. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is. And, and I don't think that's necessarily like, I think if, if, if it were like anyone else, directing it then maybe being too innocent could be it could seem a little forced but Wes Anderson's movies are all just very whimsical whimsical is a word that's used to describe his films a lot but they're they're very much that and they feel like like I don't know a child's imagination in a way um and so I don't know I felt like their relationship was really good and appropriate for this yeah I mean, like I said, I don't really have any major complaints about it. I just mm-hmm. didn't love watching it as much as I thought I probably was going to. Okay. Which, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, oh. You mentioned the acting, and uh, you, you said the acting was good. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Acting's very good. Uh, he, he made the joke about Bruce Willis. And yeah, Bruce Willis, is he's good in this movie. And it is probably one of the last times he, he tries <laughs> in a movie. Because uh, name a movie after this where he did well. You probably can't. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much everyone. You got, you got Wes Anderson's classic cast of like um, Bill Murray and... Jason Schwartzman and uh, uh, Tilda Swinton and a bunch of other people that are pretty pretty mainstays for him. Uh, Francis they're all McDormand. Very good. Yeah, Francis McDormand. And, Bruce um, Willis, I think this was the only movie he's ever his, done with Wes Anderson. Ed, Edward Norton was great. Yeah. I, think I, re- I liked, maybe Edward Norton was my favorite performance, actually. I do. I, he's very different than a lot of other Edward Norton performances. It feels pretty unique to this movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Um, what, what's the movies in that I'm thinking of? Edward Norton. He's in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was, that's I was like, like, what's the movies in that's not good? At, yeah, that's like the Hulk. default. That's the default Edward Norton performance I think of just because that's been <laughs> ingrained in my head. Like, I've seen that movie when I was younger. I saw it quite a bit. Really? So that's I've just seen it once. Of. Okay. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the score complements the movie well. It seemed like a lot of non-original music but i guess there was some original stuff i just didn't really notice it most of the original stuff was like a theme and variation like there was a main theme in the movie and then they kept and i didn't i didn't really notice it and it's probably just because i wasn't paying too close of attention i didn't notice that like the main theme is just basically reused throughout the movie like constantly yeah just just in different arrangements it's alexander i think it's Duplat is how you say it i believe he's french he did this the he won an Oscar for The Shape of Water. Um, he did the last couple Harry Potter films, so he's a pretty prolific composer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just didn't really it didn't stand out to me. Oh. Um. I guess any other comments you want to make before we give our ratings here and then move on to spoilers? I mean, I want to mention like the set and stuff because that's yeah. all. I mean, that's 
very Wes Anderson-y. I think, I mean, I absolutely love the set design in this. I mentioned in the last episode that I'm a, I'm like a former Boy Scout. And so I like seeing the, I mean, they're not called Boy Scouts, obviously, in this, but like they're basically Boy Scouts. Um, and seeing their camp and stuff is very, is very cute. I like how it's just, how it's so... <laughs> I don't know, like all the, it, it's, it's way better than any Boy Scout camp would actually be way more efficient. And I kind of love that my, uh, like the opening, it's not the very opening, but that first scene where like Edward Norton comes out, um, and this isn't a spoiler cause it's at the beginning of the movie, but where Edward Norton comes out and he's kind of doing the morning roll call morning duties of his troop. I love that scene in and of itself, but it's also like my, my dad like my dad saw this movie way before I did because I didn't watch it when it first came out and he would like show people like my scout leaders and stuff and make jokes about all oh, this is how our boys boy scout troop needs to be <laughs> yeah um but yeah I I love that I love like the way that like the lighthouse and stuff looks because it looks very cheap but in a very purposeful way um I don't know. And I, I mean, Wes Anderson's classic, you know, use of symmetry in his, in his camera work. Yeah. And um, like straight on. Yeah. It's, I was, camera I was, angles. yeah, I was describing it to Logan as like, cause I, I, I was trying to point that out to Logan. I'm like, it's, you have no like diagonal shots at all in this movie. Like there's no, there's, you're not looking at anything from an angle. It's very fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. Ratings ready for your rating? Yeah, we can do ratings. Um, I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm at an eight, just because I I gave Jojo Rabbit a nine, and I just liked Jojo Rabbit a full point better than this movie. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. But I think I thought it was very solid all around. I guess I mean for you being a Boy Scout, you had that connection. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess I, I was, maybe it was uh, high expectations too. Um, because I was looking forward to watching this movie and I did like it. I just didn't love it. So on to spoilers. Yes. Uh, where do you want to start with spoilers, Jimmy? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe just talking about things, certain things we enjoyed. Um, I do, I did love the idea of like this, this, these rejects running off together and him mm-hmm. like being like the navigator stuff. And I like how Susie is just like understands Sam where like nobody else does. Yeah. And when she's, like to the point where when he says like i love it when you don't know what you're talking about and she's like i love you too like she understands his language like he has a problem communicating his feelings to other people or just affection but she's able to still receive it and interpret um what he's doing and i thought that was just really really sweet Mm -hmm. um i also loved how the other boy scouts didn't turn to be like turn out to be like the antagonist yeah uh, they rallied to his side i i thought that was a nice little twist and yeah, they ended up it, helping it, and it, 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 was... it brought a little levity to a movie that is pretty somber at points especially when mm-hmm. it comes to the adults and bruce willis's character 
um bill murray's character yeah it's it's bill, it's bill murray's like he looks like he's just inter- doing more promotional material for garfield three <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just really bummed it's 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 funny because like i mean this movie is it does have like somber stuff in it and it's clashing with like this this fun style that like the movie visually presents in a lot of ways um and i think it's interesting because i mostly remembered like it being more of a i guess fun movie because i remember like the visual style and stuff and that's what i was thinking of when i went into this movie but i like i just forgot how like sad (laughs) some of the characters are in it um i like so i mean you, you talked about the the scouts rallying around them and i like them going to the other island i like jason schwartzman's character i think he's fun um mm-hmm. and uh if you well you i mean you haven't seen it but he's like the main character of rushmore which is probably one of anderson's best uh, and he's also the bad guy in scott pilgrim versus the world <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I, I like that whole little bit. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so in regards to like the adults, um, I I do think that their stuff could be fleshed out a little bit more because I didn't really get a sense of like Francis McDormand and Bill Murray, they're like their husband and wife and whatever, but like they they just don't really love each other anymore but i didn't really get a a sense of like why yeah and then they're also like lawyers but it kind of just feels like a plot device at like two moments or something yeah it just didn't it didn't align yeah and i I also didn't get a, a great sense for the connection between francis mcdormand's character and bruce willis's character like yeah. they we're just kind of told they're together and they kind of just talk to each other kind of awkwardly apart at like a by a park bench yeah and that's the extent of the relationship that we see of them yeah so exactly i just yeah so i like i said like i didn't get a sense of sense of any of those connections between them so i didn't really the the emotional beats with that didn't resonate with me as much as i think they probably should have it just seems weirdly undercooked since like the movie revolves around a relation, like a relationship and like even Edward Norton, like his relationship with his scouts. I think that's done pretty well. And like, um, so it just seems weird that you have these, these connections that do work and then have kind of undercooked the rest of it. Um, yeah. Uh, Edward Norton, I mentioned, or we both mentioned very good. Felt so sad for him. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> I did the okay. So the funniest part of the movie for me, and I mean, maybe it's terrible that I laughed at this, but it's when he's on the other island, and then the other scoutmaster played by Harvey Keitel, um, like you think he like dies or whatever. <laughs> like, he goes back into his his tent, and then to it, like, grab his medicine fl- or whatever. Yeah, and then the flood comes through, and I I did not remember that. I thought his like tent was gonna get swept away, and I did I like I didn't remember that aspect of the movie. Uh, but <laughs> I thought that was very funny. And then you get um, like the explosion, and he's jumping across the stream. Yeah, and it looks very fake. Like it looks really <laughs> fake. <laughs> Edward like, I could have done that. that visual effect that they did there. 
which was a little jarring yeah. to me. And it's him like him. So I, I mentioned that scene at the beginning of the movie, but then when they like read, when they redo that later and there's just like no one in the camp, <laughs> I quite liked that bit. It's like cloudy. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah. effective. And he's still like reading that newspaper or whatever that magazine. Yeah. Indian corn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it felt, I, I think at times it felt a little full of itself. Um, like, uh, the shot where they're dangling from the top of the church tower yeah, that didn't really work for me either. I was like, okay, that was really unnecessary, and it just seemed like you... I mean, it's a beautiful image, the silhouette yeah. of them dangling, but it just felt really unnecessary, and it was just like, look, I I can make shots look pretty. That it's whole, like, like okay. them falling off just seems unnecessary. Like, they could just be in danger on top of the chapel, I don't think, like... Yeah, and I guess you need some sort of payoff to the storm, but I don't if it just felt a little jarring to me and just an excuse to show this beautiful image. But it kind of was felt weird with the pacing to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't agree. know. I guess I don't have too much more to say about it cuz like I said, I just didn't really have any strong feelings about this movie. Um Tilda Swinton's character is just named social services <laughs> and she just she was excellent I yeah thought. she was I didn't uh, recognize her right away in fact like she did that scene and I just thought she'd be like a, like that was just like a side character just for that one call I'm like man I saw Tilda Swinton was in the, the opening credits where's she been and then the character came back I was like oh that's oh yeah her. she is one of those actresses that just like shows up and like is just like transform like in snow like snow piercer i was thinking the same thing <laughs> i was like my goodness like yeah i just she was fantastic yeah um, like like i said the acting was fantastic i thought the kids did a pretty good job i yeah um i don't really have a problem with the kids i don't think and it was it's funny because i i was like looking it up because i was just curious to see how old they they are and they're like the same age we are so, like, I guess when this movie came out, we would have been about their age. They're supposed to be 12 in the movie. I would have been 15. Yeah, it's probably actor's age, though. Like They they did not look 15. No. I mean, they're probably closer to me, I guess, like a year yeah. younger. But, um, yeah. I felt um, a little weird during, like, the more intimate stuff with the kids. I was like, oh, this is kind of, I hope this does not go any farther. Yeah. And then I, it kind of went like half a toe farther than I <laughs> would have liked it to go. And I was like, okay, like, let's cut away from this. This is getting weird. I agree. I mean, I don't. They're it, 12. <laughs> to me, it didn't. I guess it didn't like stem. Like, it's it's still about that, like, innocence that it like uh-huh. kind of works for me. Like, I mean, it's nowhere near. I, like, I think it works. It's just yeah. very uncomfortable. And I'm mm. like, OK, let's I yeah, it, draw the line. Quickly. I think it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Maybe that's kind of what yeah. the sense I got. Yeah. Um, All right. Anything else here, Holden? I don't think so. I did. I, I like when the, the motorcycle ends up in the tree. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, like that I thought a weird um, 
discrepancy is that we never get the uh, Scoutmaster's reaction to his dog dying. Yeah. Do you, am, or did I miss anything? I don't think so. I don't think you do. Yeah, you never saw him react to Snoopy dying. Yeah. Which is weird. I just noticed that when I was watching the movie. I guess Edward Norton's character is already sad. <laughs> it could have been almost <laughs> comical I would like to make him even more sad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just a weird little discrepancy I, I saw. There. I like how, uh, what's what's the girl's name? Susie? Susie. I like how Susie, like, her entire briefcase is just full of books. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all like, listening to her read. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> I thought that was sweet. That yeah. Like, continue? Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's, there's fun stuff like that. And I like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sam's That's just fun. a little mansplainer. I was like, dude, yeah. you're just mansplaining everything. I think that's why I didn't like him. I mean, he's, like, Susie's he's pretty, 12. <laughs> Susie's pretty capable. Susie's he's, pretty he's capable. Tw- I mean, he's like a 12-year-old in the 60s, so I'll I'll, I'll hand it to him, I guess. <laughs> Everyone um, was mansplaining. All right, uh, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't actually have a, a ton this week for this segment like I usually oh, do, thank Jimmy. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Gee whiz, I want to sit through all this. <laughs> I, like, I usually watch another movie or so, but I actually don't think I watched another movie this week aside from this one, which is very odd. I've, I've just been busy with work and getting ready for school and other things because school starts another other week in three days. So I'll be Ooh. or not. It's it's later than that, but I'll be back at school in a week and three days. Um, My school starts in a week and three days. Oh, it starts on Wednesday. Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Weekend wow. three and a half days. Wowie. Wowie. Wow. Um, But yeah, I... Like I mentioned before, I've been playing Pokemon Go a lot. I mean, that's partially just because it's like, because I haven't like seen any of my friends all summer. So it's a very easy way for us to like get together and and maintain a safe distance and hang out and stuff. Um, And I think that's what a lot of people have been doing because, I mean, it it seems to be more popular now than it has been since since it launched in that first month or two. Um, And so I there was there was an event yesterday where I was basically at one of our local parks and just sat there and, and caught Pokemon for four hours with my friends. Wow. It's pretty fun. Can't complain. That Gen um, Z, man. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just teasing you. Yeah, I know. Um, And I've been watching Harley Quinn quite a bit. I finished the first season of that. That's probably mostly where my movie watching time has been going, actually, is like watching that because that is it's very funny, uh, very entertaining Um, and watching Silicon Valley with my parents. Um, Been playing Yakuza Zero. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to beat it. I've been saying that for weeks now, but I'm going to beat it. I've got how many hours have you logged on that thing? I'm close to 80. Wow. So, yeah. Um, the game, the completionist average time, I looked it up, the average time for like completing the whole game, like hundred percent is like 120, but I not doing that. (laughs) Are you going to get the platinum? No, I'm, well, it's on my Xbox one. 
because um, oh. it's on Game Pass. But I, uh, I'm going to beat the story, and I'm going to try to beat all the side missions. But there's like a tons tons of other side stuff that I'm just I don't think I'm going to bother with. Um, I didn't realize Yakuza was on Xbox. Yeah, you can buy the remakes of one and two, and then zero or. You can buy them, but those are all, all three of those are on Game Pass. So, the more you know, the more You've you been know. Doing, doing any VR before you leave? I've been trying to do some, not as much this week because I've been trying to focus on Yakuza and finishing that. But I was gonna play and beat that Walking Dead game. I I just don't think I have time because I'm trying to finish Yakuza and I'm also playing Resident Evil Six with Xander and trying to beat that before I leave. I just. I need to cut something. I think I'll try to beat the Walking Dead game over winter break when I come back. Um, it is very fun, though. I've been doing some more Beat Saber and stuff, you know. You know, the the huge on VR. Um, oh, that reminds me, Holden. Beat Saber finally, finally got top three PSVR in this song. Wow. Which song? Fit Beat. It's oh, on right. Expert. Yeah, that one. Not Expert Plus. Wow, what a Not loser. The highest expert plus score I have is like a 15th. Wow. But uh, Fitbeat, hold on. I, <laughs> it took me, I was in fourth place for so long. And all I had to do was get like 100% accuracy on this two-minute song. I'd make one mistake every time for like almost an entire yeah, month. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. Maybe it wasn't on the podcast. I, I think it know. probably it probably was. But... I'm I did it today earlier such a relief Holden I'd been (laughs) getting so frustrated I don't think I get more frustrated in my life than when I am playing Beat Saber on Beat Saber I mess up but now we can just relax (laughs) don't have to worry about getting the top three on that one song and uh a weight is off my shoulders Holden I know a lot of people were like just waiting for me to get it they were all on the edge of their seat don't have to worry about it anymore, folks. I got it. For all the Beat Saber fandoms that are out there listening fandoms. to podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I I finished season one of The Leftovers. Nice. And I'm one episode into season two. Watched the, the first episode of that. Very different. Wow. Yeah. Right. I was like, was not expecting that first episode. So I'm interested to see where the show goes. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. <laughs> it leftovers is weird because I think each season like is it feels kind of disconnected from each other. I mean they are connected, but like I mean for season one and two has like such a big change in tone and just everything, but season two and three even has like a little bit difference of setting and stuff. Yeah. Which is your favorite season, Holden? Probably three. Well. Uh, I don't know. Season two, like episode eight or something, you'll know it when you get to it. I quite like it. It might be my favorite episode of the show, but season three overall, I might like more. Yeah. I'm interested. Like some people say it's like the greatest show ever. I'm definitely not at that level. Yeah. I think it's solid. So we'll see. I'm interested to see what you have to say about it. I do like how I just have no idea where it's going. 
Mm-hmm. Like every episode, I'm like, really anything could happen here and I wouldn't see it coming. Yeah. I think so. I think the reason why like two and three are more well liked is because I think it strays more from the source material. I think like the first one oh, yeah. is I think the first one is pretty faithful to the book. And then I think they're like, we need to change this up and it's not really working for TV. And so they changed it. I don't know that for a fact, but that's kind of what I understand. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in the first season that I could have just like, I don't need this. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, that's pretty much it for me. I've been just getting ready for school. Nice. Yeah. Learned a lot about uh, health risks for kids today. So. <laughs> nice. But uh, they're going to be safe with me, Holden. That's good. He's putting a thumbs up in the camera. You can't yeah. see it or hear it. Well, you can't see it. You either. can hear it. Here's me putting my thumbs up. There you wow. go. That's ASMR. What it sounds like. <laughs> um is that the show this week holden yeah i think so oh before we go two more movie requests thank you for sending them in next week holden we got to review one of the austin powers movies it's our choice i highly recommend that we do three gold member being that you really don't need to see the first two to understand it uh point two Beyonce's in it. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think is Michael Caine in it too? I don't know. There's three. I, and I rewatched the first one with Emily, I think, a year or two ago. And it I don't rem it was not as funny as I had remembered it being, but I feel like Gold Member has more standout moments. Because you haven't seen any of them, right? I've seen one. You've seen one. Let's yeah. do three. Okay. Huh? I'll I'll watch two probably beforehand okay but i'll watch three for sure yeah we'll do we'll do gold member <laughs> yeah awesome next powers week. gold member next week great and then um we have another request on top of that i don't remember what it is off the top of my head but <laughs> you're gonna pull it up well we're not gonna do it next week so you oh, that's true we'll you keep don't it a surprise. need to know folks um but please continue sending in movie requests please do because tenet is just never going to come out or whatever. Yeah. And we're not spending $30 on Mulan. We are. <laughs> we'll get we'll get two other people to, to split it with us. It's like that, um, you know, that, what is it, Tom and Jerry meme that's going around with, like, communism? I don't is know it Tom and Jerry? About. It's some cartoon meme where it's, like, communism. It's from, like, Looney Tunes or something. Oh, it's Bugs Bunny, I think. <laughs> and it's, like, just the communist. I think it's, like, World War II propaganda. And it's, like, our... And it's like our $30 to get Mulan because we're all sharing it. Nice. I don't know. Hold it. You got to keep up with you got to keep up with me and the memes. OK, I'm more kept I'm, up. I'm, in the now, the guy in, I'm now the guy. I'm now the guy in the cutting edge of the memes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, send us requests to our email. Uh, tompodcast at gmail.com. Although if you haven't already, leave us a, a review on iTunes five star review where you can also request a, a movie there. We'd much appreciate that. You can also donate to our Patreon if you wish. Um, you can donate there or you can uh, request there. Plenty of opportunities for you to request movies. No reason for you not to do it. So just do it. Um, like Nike once said. <laughs> um, Edward Edward Nike. 
Yep. Edward, <laughs> <laughs> Edward Mikey once said. Um, and yeah, uh, you can check us out on Facebook. I didn't post last week, but I will this week because I forgot to last week. Um, check us out there. And yeah, I think that's it. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you.